Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Day Podcast. I'm Angela here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Many of you know me. I've been doing this for a year and a half now. Uh, I am a mother, grandmother, business owner. I've had so many careers over the years that have taught me about life, and I'm here sharing my journey, hoping that it helps others. So today, I kind of want to delve into something that we have talked about in the past. Ian and I discussed it back when we were doing this together and it's called burnout, but we're going to be talking today about burnout fatigue syndrome. The World Health Organization actually had to redefine what burnout is because it is affecting so many millions of people across the world and there's just been really no hardline data to help people understand what it is they're going through and feeling. So today I kind of wanted to just start with giving you a definition of what it is. It is a state of mental and physical exhaustion that can zap the joy of basic things like career, families, friendships, just life in general. It's a continual exposure to stressful situations like caring for an ill family member, working long hours, witnessing upsetting news related to politics, school safety, kidnappings, murder, all those horrible things that just seem to kind of inundate and overrun our lives. It can cause a severe physical, mental, and emotional exhaustion. Uh, In some cases, it's much worse than ordinary fatigue. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you guys about today. Depression gets lumped in with burnout a lot. And While, yes, the two do go hand in hand, they're very different in a lot of respects. We've dived in really quite a bit about depression, and I feel like we could probably do 15 more episodes on depression and still not cover everything that needs to be covered related to that. Burnout fatigue syndrome is a little bit different. Um, How... how, (laughs) Let's identify some things that um, help you know whether or not you're dealing with depression or if you're dealing with burnout. It, uh, burnout is a sense of fatigue and self-doubt constantly. It's a constant feeling of hopelessness, like you're trapped, you're defeated. Uh, if you detach, you feel very alone. No matter how many people you have around you and how much support you have in your corner, you feel alone in the world, like nobody understands what you're going through or what you're feeling. You have a loss of motivation. You get uh, an increased cynical and negative outlook on life and a decreased satisfaction and sense of accomplishment. Burnout can come from anything, from your job. I know a lot of us associate burnout with our careers, which very real, very much a part of our lives, but it can also be associated with being a student, a caregiver to a sick family member it can be being a parent in general burnout can come at you from so many different directions in life and I think sometimes when it starts to creep into our lives we don't always see the signs Uh, the reason I decided to talk about this topic today was I'm going to dive a little bit into my life again which maybe this is more like journaling for me but hopefully it helps I am currently a caregiver for a very sick brother. I've discussed what is going on with him uh, in a past episode called Reflections. I recommend you give it a listen if you'd like to hear because I 
what's going on. I don't really want to go back and go back into everything going on with him. He came down with COVID back in December. He was hospitalized January 7th and subsequently two weeks later was put on a ventilator, which he is still on a ventilator. He has been moved to a pulmonary ICU, long-term ICU care center. He's no longer at a technical hospital, but he is still in the ICU. He is still on the ventilator. They do continue to try to get him off of the ventilator. But since I last spoke with you guys about this, he has had several more infections. He's had blood clots again. He's had, I just feel like I'm going to leave a lot out because I didn't really plan on really going back into what's going on with him. Anyway, he needs constant care. He is in a a long-term care facility, and they do do a wonderful job of taking care of him. But he needs someone there with him most of the day when he's awake. Because, you know, the nursing staff and the CNAs and, and, and the respiratory staff, they can't be with him all day, every day. They have many other patients, and he does require a lot of work. He has lost completely all of his muscle mass in his legs and his arms. He cannot move his legs by himself. He cannot even sit up in a bed by himself. He's finally regained some upper body strength in the respect that he can manipulate a TV remote. He can feed himself ice chips, which is all he's allowed to have right now. He has a feeding tube in that feeds him. He's only allowed five to 10 ice chips per hour. Uh, I can't even imagine. So since January 7th, he's had no food, no water, nothing. He's just been laying in a hospital bed. Anyway, his biggest fear when they went to put him under, when they went to put him on the ventilator was that he didn't want to be alone. He is alone in the world in the respect of he does not have a wife she passed away they were separated but she passed away last year in 2020 he does have a 16 year old son and he has a 30 year old daughter both of which have been great and fantastic help but essentially he is alone he has my dad he has myself and he has my sister it's completely taken its toll on all of our lives Um, we take what's called shifts we do two and a half to three hours at a time various times during the day so he's not left alone for too long we had to come to the realization that one of us can't be there all the time although we'd like to we do still have lives and we still do have things that we have to take care of to make our lives work and there's a quite a sense of Uh, feeling overwhelmed, feeling like not only did my brother get sick, but all of us got a illness that we're all dealing with and taking care of. Uh, He requires a lot of care in the respect of he needs his legs moved. He can't scratch. He can't. It's just, I could go on and on. The list, the list is, is, is a laundry list long for for lack of anything better let and time-wise, I'm just not going to go into any more of that. The other day, I was talking to my husband, and we were just discussing basic husband-wife things related to bills and money and 
some things and I just broke down and just started crying for literally no reason. My husband hadn't said anything to upset me. He didn't say anything that was overwhelming or should have upset me. And I just looked at him and I said, I literally can't handle one more sentence from you right now. And that seemed like a really weird statement. And he kind of looked at me and, and believe me, he has been my knight in shining armor in the way of support. He's had to pick up the slack and take over a lot of what I normally did in addition to continuing to work in his career. And it's been tough and it's taken its toll on us. But, you know, we, we muddle through just like anybody who's been placed in this situation does. But at that point, it hit me really, really hard that I have reached a point of burnout. I am at the point where my body literally just wants to sleep all day, every day. I can't seem to get enough sleep, but when I lay down at night to try to sleep, I have severe insomnia. I can't seem to multitask like I used to be able to. I can't seem to handle any kind of stress that normally wouldn't be stressful to somebody thought of getting to the grocery store right now is more than my mind and body can handle. Yet there's a part of me that misses that part of my life. You know, I've got great, mostly adult kids. I do have a 17 year old still at home, but my kids are grown and I have grandkids and they, for the most part, take care of themselves. But I started to realize that I want to still do those things. Those things are part of my life. Those things are make me happy. I, you know, enjoy certain aspects of my life and I've had to give those up to care for my brother. Now, is it my brother's fault that we've had to do this? No. Has my brother asked us to do this? He absolutely has not. He's very grateful we're there and I feel it's been good in the respect of it's helped me, my brother, rebuild a relationship. I've alluded to it and not really talked about it in detail, but I've had a contentious relationship with my family over the years. Some of it theirs fault, some of it mine, but I feel like me and my brother have been able to start to rebuild the relationship. And for that part, I'm grateful, but I really truly have reached the point of complete and total exhaustion and fatigue. I do know that I excuse me if I get emotional, uh, I do know that I go to bed at night feeling completely alone in the world, even though I have great, amazing people in my life. I have four children who would do anything for me. I have four grandchildren who I am the light in their eyes and I know it. I have friends who have reached out. I have so many people around me, but I feel completely alone. I feel like no one understands what I'm going through. I feel like I have given up every aspect of my life to taking care of my brother. And I'm just speaking from a burnout stance for taking care of a sick family member. I know there's many of you out there that are parents, that some of you are single parents and you're doing it alone, or you're even both parents and you're just burned out and you feel probably absolutely everything I'm describing. Uh, there's people like 
first responders, nurses, doctors, those tend to be the ones that we think of most when we think of career burnout, but it can happen in literally any career. Anytime you've reached a point where you just literally go through the motions of your day, you've reached this burnout fatigue syndrome. And again, it's not something that's been discussed a lot over the years, and I feel like we need to bring it more to light. I'm, I'm here to tell my story to see if maybe I can help somebody else with what they're going through. I, again, <laughs> just it hit me like a, a ton of bricks falling out of the sky that that's what I'm experiencing. And I don't think anyone around me really even knows or understands how I feel. Maybe my sister, maybe my dad, because they're both there. We're, we're tired we're exhausted and we've got a long road ahead of us. Uh, my brother, we're four months in and he's still not even able to sit up on the side of the bed for more than five minutes at a time. And even then he has to have two people holding him up. He can't go to the bathroom by himself. He can't get himself dressed. He can't bathe himself. He's sitting in a hospital in a bed and just literally there is nothing any of us can do. So when it hit me the other day that this is what I was experiencing, I was hoping that maybe I could reach out and find a way to help others who may be experiencing this. And maybe some people are chalking it up to sad or depression. And it could be those things. But I'm going to give you very, very specific things that it could be that, that will... <laughs> excuse me, I fumbled over my words there, that would let you know that it's definitely, definitely burnout fatigue syndrome. Now, I went over this when I first started talking, but let's talk a little bit more in depth about what I said. Loss of motivation. I am definitely there. I used to love to spend a little time on myself taking care of myself, um, whether it was go get my hair done or buy a new shirt or some new pants or you know silly little things hobbies reading a book oh my gosh I would give anything right now to read a book to just sit down dive in and enjoy a book from start to finish I have no motivation to do any of that in fact by the time I get home and I have made dinner and we're sitting down to relax I'm done I just literally want to sit on a couch. I want to curl into a ball and I don't want to think, breathe, anything. I ignore texts. I ignore emails. I ignore phone calls. I literally have no motivation. If you yourself are experiencing that, that might be one sign for you to look at that you might be experiencing burnout. Another would be a cynical and negative outlook on life. I am not a person that has a cynical outlook on life. I feel I have a realistic outlook and there is a difference between realistic and cynical. I don't feel the world is hopeless. I don't feel like it's all, you know, this terrible, horrible, evil place. I tend to have a pretty good outlook on life, I think, but I have reached a point where I have a completely cynical outlook on life. I just, there's nothing to look forward to. Nothing's going to change. Nothing I do is going to change anything. What I'm doing isn't changing anything. What I'm doing doesn't matter. And for me, that was pretty eye-opening because that's not typical of me. If you yourself are in this, in this boat, 
maybe that's another sign that you're experiencing burnout fatigue syndrome. Another one, a, a sense of fatigue and self-doubt. I mentioned just a few minutes ago that I feel exhausted all the time, literally all the time, and I do have self-doubt. I feel like nothing I do is good enough. Uh, no matter how much I effort I put in, people don't appreciate it. Uh, they don't understand that just getting to the grocery store for me right now is a feat in and of itself. And when it's not appreciated, then I start to feel not appreciated. And I start to doubt myself when a phone call doesn't get returned right away. I start to think, oh, well, maybe they don't really like me. When I text a friend and say, hey, let's go to dinner and I don't receive a response right away, instantly I start going into this self-doubt of, well, they don't like me. Maybe I wasn't really their friend. Maybe they don't understand. And I have to stop myself and I have to ground myself and I have to tell myself that that's not what's going on. And it's time to reevaluate where you are. Uh, if you are experiencing this, another reason you might be going through burnout fatigue syndrome. A decreased satisfaction and sense of accomplishment. I definitely don't have the same satisfaction with things that I did. Um, I absolutely love the business I run. Uh, it's a soda shack. It's called Quench It. It's in Lehigh. I absolutely love it. Every part of it I loved. I feel no satisfaction doing it right now. I'm going through the motions right now because it's a very successful business and it's doing phenomenally well to the point where it's kind of getting scary how well it's doing and I'm just not feeling anything from it. I feel like I'm going through the motions every day and I don't like that and it's really, really been upsetting and troubling to me. And, and um, excuse me, a detached feeling and feeling alone in the world. I definitely feel that, and I know I'm not alone. Uh, I know I have a lot of people around me. I guess the reason I'm talking about this and I'm drawing on my own personal experiences here is because I need others to know and feel and maybe validate what I'm going through. And sometimes that's the number one thing you can give to a person who may have reached burnout fatigue syndrome. They need to feel validated they need to feel that what they're experiencing is noticed, matters, is making a difference. There's just so much you can do to build that person up. Sometimes it's as simple as listening to them. Sometimes it's as simple as just nodding your head and saying, yeah, you should feel burned out and just making them feel validated. I know that goes a long way with me right now. I don't know that I fully appreciate it when people try, and I apologize to those that I may have slighted in that. I don't mean to. I definitely am trying to get my mind right where this is concerned. Another thing is I get a little resentful at turning over tasks that I normally do to other people. Part of that is the control freak in me, and that's a whole different topic. But the other part is I'm a little resentful that I have to turn this over, that I'm so burned out and I've reached a point where I have no control over my life anymore, that I have to turn these things over to somebody else. So when someone does ask me what I need or what they can do for me, I just look at them and go, nothing, nothing, leave me alone. Now, 
a way you could address that with people in your life that you may know are going through this could possibly be, hey, I'm going to the store. Can I pick this up for you? Or, hey, I was going to stop by and grab something to eat. Can I bring you by something? Just maybe find a way to phrase it to where they're not feeling resentful. Now, they shouldn't be if you're helping them. I 100% acknowledge that. I shouldn't be feeling like that at all. They're offering to help me. But just because of where I am mentally and physically, I do resent it. And it's not right, but it's also very frustrating to caregivers who are trying to help. So I guess my whole point of this whole uh, (laughs) personal story, again, that I shared with you guys is that I want others to know that if you feel that you have reached a point where you are burned out, please don't ignore it. Please reach out. If you don't want to go to a therapist, that's okay. Therapy's not for everybody. Even though nowadays therapy is available on your phone, you can text and talk to somebody. Therapy is available through a friend. Therapy is available through a total stranger that you talk to. Please seek help. Please ask for that help. And please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I may have just said that I can't handle anymore, but honestly, helping others actually does make me feel better. So please reach out if you need any help at all. Uh, In the next couple of episodes, I'm going to be doing the how do you help those who are suffering with depression, anxiety, and burnout fatigue syndrome. And we're going to go over things you can do to help others who you are witnessing that they're going through this. Maybe things that you can do because we all want to help all the time. But sometimes do you ever just feel like what you're doing doesn't help? I'm kind of there, I, especially with my brother and him being as sick as he is. He's, I know he appreciates it, but it doesn't feel like he appreciates it. And so then I try to look outside what he's going through. And I try to think, you know, if it was me in this situation, I would want somebody to understand that my life just changed forever. And just, I want to feel sorry for myself right now. And it's okay to feel sorry for yourself. That was a side note, and I probably shouldn't have gone off on that topic. But anyway, it's called Burnout Fatigue Syndrome, and I have actually got some great resources. If you haven't uh, ever heard of this before, it, before people just called it burnout. But uh, like I said, the, even the World Health Organization came out with a, a new terminology for this called Uh, burnout fatigue syndrome and it's very real and it's affecting a lot of Americans especially coming out of this pandemic that we just we're all still living through but we we, we've had a rough few years all of us and you know it's okay to to not be okay I guess is what I'm saying anyway thank you for joining me thank you for listening to my story hopefully I can help you and I will see you again next time